0: All right, welcome everybody. I am Pat. I'm here with Ian, of course. Of what do we call Russian Machine? Is it Superstar Blog, Blogosphere, Dominator? I don't know what the blog that the blog, right that,
1: the blog yeah. where Patrick Patrick Holden sometimes writes.
0: Yes, I think that's how ev- everybody knows it. <laughs> uh, Russian Machine never breaks. We are recording this also live on YouTube on Friday, March fifth. The Capitals just got clobbered by the Bruins. Tom Wilson did a thing. We'll talk about those things, but honestly, none of that's worth talking about too much. We'll also get into just how the Caps are doing overall since uh, since Peter LaVillette took over. But first of all, most importantly, Ian, how's it going, man?
1: It's going great. Um, I'm juggling running the site kind of full time and writing a lot and, ha- and being a dad and uh, having a lot of stuff going on around me, uh, in the family about, uh, COVID-19. Uh, my brother is, is kind of a communications person for a school system. Uh, my wife is a teacher and she recently had to return to school. Oh. We we got all four of the grandparents vaccinated this nice. week. So, That's awesome. uh, it's just been crazy. Uh, to give you an example of how like weird my week was, Last night, I fell asleep on the couch at 8 p.m., woke up at 11, watched, like, six episodes of The Crown, fell asleep at 5 a.m., and then Ethan woke me up at, like, 7.45, and then once the babysitters got here, I, uh, I fell asleep again from, like, 9 to 10.30 or so. And it's just
0: weird. Lo- this is, Things are weird right now. And, so. then, and then you cranked out 17 articles, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what season of The Crown are you on?
1: I'm on, okay, so I only either actually watched the first two seasons on Netflix, or uh-huh. or it Netflix only has season three or four, but I started on season three, and I'm through uh, season four,
0: episode four. Wait, so. you didn't start with season one? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a weird I, year, man. You it's don't necessarily have to. It's not a show, I don't think, where you're going to miss a lot yeah. of, like, Plots that you can kind of pick it up in the middle, but that's just funny. Um, Yeah, we watched watched it at some point during the last year. Um,
1: You know how every you know how everyone kind of uh, was like talking about how they were like watching a ton of TV during the uh, during the pandemic. I haven't started that until like the last week. I don't know why, but I'm doing it right now. Um, I, I guess I just wrote all the time <laughs> during the pandemic right. and then was his dad. And now that like Ethan's kind of have like a stable bedtime and then, you know, Ashley goes to sleep because of
0: school pretty early. I just like watch four hours of TV now <laughs> until I fall asleep. So well, after you're, after you're done with the crown, we're uh, we're in the middle of Peaky Blinders right now. I Ooh. recommend that.
1: Yeah. I, the, the lady from uh,
0: the Queen's Gambit is in that, correct? Yes, but not until much like season four. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Well. Okay. Yeah, there are five seasons. I think season six is coming out later this year. Um, I'm in season five now, and yes, uh, Queen's Gambit. Uh, Anna, I can't remember her name. Yeah, she's in season five. Not a major yeah. character, but she's in it. She's an amazing actress. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. All right. So, do you? What do you want to talk about first? A terrible game or Tom Wilson? Let's let's I mean, just get I mean, both let's those things him. out of the way. Let's go to the full Tom. All right. Chris Chris from the comments is in with a comment. <laughs> and Sebastian's here, too. Um, all right. So, I mean, I, you know, I mean, like I texted you, I don't feel like talking about Tom Wilson too much. My, my thoughts are generally this. I don't think it's – nobody's objective about their guy on their team who is the guy who makes those kind of plays. Because most – I mean, while well, Tom Wilson has a history – worse than many players in the league in terms of uh questionable hits and uh eventually it became suspensions too. You know, most teams have a guy who has made a handful of those plays in his career. So as somebody who watches the caps and grew up rooting for the caps and still roots for him like I know I'll never be objective. I also, you know, I think he's made a lot of dumb hits in his career, questionable hits, unnecessary hits. Tonight was one of them. I don't think he's therefore the worst person ever walked the earth, but that's pretty. That's pretty much my Tom Wilson take. Give him two game suspension and whatever. Let's get on with our lives.
1: I um I, for me for me I love how like I know where where things are kind of headed. Uh, now that I've been doing this for for eleven years or eleven seasons. Um, oh, and and I'm I am uh, we are getting reports that Carlo had to be taken to the ambulance. Uh, during the game after the hit, so that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. You know, with Tom, you knew after what happened on Tuesday night, especially for me, when the Capitals picked him to be the representative, the guy that talks to the media today. I mean, clearly, clearly they were setting up for some fireworks tonight, and um, yeah, it it was it was kind of fun, but wasn't really. Um, I, I think the hit. I don't think he's going to get suspended for it, though. You know, the reports of him going to the hospital, um, Carlo, I mean, that's going to be a humongous deal. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he hit him in the shoulder and then followed through, got him in the head. Um, I think the principal point of contact is going to be the thing that saves him here. But it's it's a malicious hit, you you know what I mean? And it came after him hitting Trent Frederick twice, and it looked like he wanted to fight Frederick. To me, the whole thing kind of felt like payback for that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It it sucks that then the Bruins kind of just destroyed the Capitals after that. It kind of
0: sucked all the wind out of the Capitals for some yeah. reason. Yeah. The, the, the second time this season, right, that Wilson's fought yeah. somebody and then the Bruins have uh, <laughs> gone gone on a bit of a goal-scoring run, right?
1: Yeah. So that's, that's odd. Um.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, the thing that – it was weird because, like, I, I made a comment to you. It was like it was like John Carlson started wrapping blind clearing passes up the boards right to Bruins' players, and then it was yeah. just like a fire drill in front of that.
0: I, I don't know what was going on in a couple of those goals. I think, you know, the second goal I think was the one maybe that Carlson threw on the boards, but then – or no, no, that was like the third or fourth goal. But the second goal was <laughs> – yeah. There were some, it was hard to keep track it was the one where Oshi came back and he had been yeah. pissed off for like a couple shifts. Cause I think he'd taken a hit up high and then he just tries to run Marchand like coming across the top of the offensive zone misses him. And then it's like a jailbreak in the bottom half of the cap zone, like a three on one. And they ended up with that layup goal. And, and then I think it was the next goal where Carlson threw it around and then Dylan just decided to leave Marchand standing on the, post by himself yeah it was not not a lot of not a lot good from tonight which was disappointing because i thought last game as well as like the first 10 minutes of this game was some of the best hockey they've played under la violette they, and then all of the sudden it, ju- it just fell apart yeah I, that's the thing that i worry about with
1: this team is this the consistency and it it's I don't know, it's just the team just is really kind of put together a little bit oddly to me. So yeah. uh, you know, I they've been putting together some good stretches, well, some good games together here over the last like week or two, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a believer for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess what Zadano Charles getting 20 minutes a night on your team, it's
0: <laughs> I mean, I think I think in the end, you know, it's gonna come down to what what can the star players do? And Specifically, I think that comes down to what, what version of Kuznetsov do you get most of the season? And also, at what point is does Ovi start looking a little bit like he's 35, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: uh, you know, I think I think the blue line's solid. I think there are some lapses back there. But, you know, in general, the blue line I don't think is going to hold this team back. I think – and Dom uh, from The Athletic, whose last name I won't try to say. It starts with the L. You know, he, he had a Caps season preview up that was, you know, I think – pretty spot on and how i feel about the team now is that just are the caps stars as good as other team stars and good enough to mm-hmm. carry this team against and th- and that's my main concern primarily with it being you know i guess Kuzi not knowing what version is going to show up right and then Ovechkin just you know what is he is he 35 now yes yeah mm-hmm. um, i believe so i don't know i guess like uh, like I guess when you look at the roster, like where is that where you see the concerns, or what, what are you most concerned about when you when you look at this roster and how they've performed so far this year?
1: Well, I think you know, I think we're probably gonna talk about this more going forward. But like um, my concern was that when they brought in Peter Laviolette, he usually kind of hurts teams offense. Mm-hmm. And my concern was that with I thought last year the big problem was kind of the team defense, especially with the forwards, uh, and a little bit the defense. Um, and my worry was that with Lavillette coming in, the team was going to struggle in the regular season in such a stacked division that they maybe wouldn't make the playoffs uh, right. just because they're adjusting to a new system. It's an older right. team. Uh, they didn't play well in the bubble playoffs. Um, you still have no fans. Um you know, and it's that's a lot to kind of adjust to. Then on top of being in a great division, I think their January will literally get them into the playoffs now. But <laughs> um, <laughs> just, you know, they got points in every game. Yeah, in they January start, where they're, they're playing kind of or something, right? Yeah, and, and and they weren't playing. They are playing some pretty weird hockey. In case i kind of iffy goaltending, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think my concern was really again the forwards a little bit, and just like their age, and and just not knowing what you're going to get. Um, and, and I was also kind of concerned about the D, but I think like Nick Jensen has kind of broken out this season. Justin Schultz looks at home in this system. Yeah. Um, Carlson is still, you know, he's kind of a high event guy where he's he's really getting get you know bringing a lot of offense, but then you know he's he's kind of not an elite defender, so. There's always issues there. But during the 2018 Stanley Cup run, he was really good, I thought. So right. I don't I don't know. There's just it's, it's it's a very hard to predict roster.
0: Yeah, you mentioned one thing that just Laviolette in general that I do like about is how the defense and especially Schultz, how he looks in the system. Man, I love how active uh, <laughs> Greg Young <laughs> is talking about your backdrop. um get to that in a minute um i love how active the d are in the offensive zone like it's almost just like they have five players in the offensive zone Mm -hmm. and guys kind of rotate based off of where the puck is and where they need to be like there's none of this like oh i'm the defenseman so i need to stay above the top of the circles like there have been times like especially i think it was when orloff and jensen were together who were two guys who were pretty active like both of them were like below the hash marks like at the same time (laughs) and I, I love that. Um, is there anything that stood out to you just about like watching the team play under Leviolet that's, you know, not necessarily like good or bad or just more fun. Anything that stood out though? Uh, weirdly,
1: they seem more boring to me, even though they're more right. aggressive. And it seems like they're not shooting as much, even though they're more aggressive. You, you know what I mean? Like right. you, you're watching it and you're like, wow, Dick Jensen's below the goal line again for like the eighth time in a period and that they have like eight shots at the end of the period. Right. So it's, it's, I think that's the thing is that I, I also think that the, the system, you know, I, my worry was, is that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but I do think this is a better system for the playoffs. So sure. it, it's one of those things where there's a give or take uh, it's kind of like with Barry's system too, is his system wasn't super great in the regular season ever. But uh, then in the playoffs, it, you know, it seemed to work better. I, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, those are kind of my, I, I, I've been surprised how little offense they're creating with that much aggression.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, there is a lot of like cycling around the perimeter, like around the boards and center on the boards. And there's a lot of like low to high passes, just looking for point shots. I, I you know, for, yeah, for the amount that the D activate, and for the amount of puck moon they seem to get it, you know it doesn't. And I haven't looked at like you know, I mean Micah McCurdy has the the heat maps basically. I, I haven't looked at it in a while in probably 10 games or something. I don't know how they're looking uh, outside of how my eyes think they look so far, like what the numbers mm-hmm. say. but it, it seems like the shots for as active as they are don't come from dangerous areas. Yeah.
1: enough yeah. of the time.
0: Um, which Whip. you know is kind of what you're saying. Like when it's when they're going though, it's really
1: humming. It has a rhythm. I think that's one of the things yeah. I've noticed is that that system really has a rhythm to it, where you kind of I think as they play it more, there it there's more predictable. There's gonna be more predictable outcomes that guys will see in the ice, uh, and you kind of seen that the last two weeks where they kind of are anticipating where someone is uh moving the puck around. But yeah, it's it's been it's been really interesting. You know, like I. I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of Lavalielette. What do you make of Lavalielette?
0: Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. Like, like <laughs> I don't know how to make a judgment on it, right? Like, there are those things I've noticed, right? Like, the D are more active and they you know, they, and different things like that and how then passive they are, I think, on the four check relative to other systems the Caps have played. I, I don't know that I necessarily have a feel enough, for like whether i think it's good or bad overall and maybe mm-hmm. that's because like i don't know one the season's just weird like it started late it didn't feel like a real season at first even <laughs> watching it yeah. now it yeah. does and and also like you know we were missing koozie for a handful of games we're missing ovi orwolf was out um but yeah i mean it they're definitely not gonna be the most exciting team to watch but but i think You know, like you said, there is a certain rhythm to it. When they're in it, like there's such a good movement and puck movement and flow to their game, like there was last game against Boston, like there was the first period tonight. Um, But yeah, I'm still kind of like withholding total judgment on what I think so far. Um, Me too.
1: Me too. I think Todd. I think Todd will definitely be a better regular season coach, though, in terms of record at least.
0: Um, so Chris from the comments has a comment to help me out on help us out on what we're saying. They're second in high dancer, high danger shot attempt percentage uh, in five on five since mid February. So that's what probably like ten or fifteen games. So basically that's um, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's basically just shots from dangerous areas on the ice. The percentage that the Caps get of the overall percentage of those in a game. So if there's like you know, 20 high-danger shots in a game, and the Caps have 10 of them. That's a 50% percentage of what Chris is uh, Chris has given us there. Greg is complimenting your backdrop. We popped that up for a second. Anybody listening to this afterwards, uh, we're talking about on YouTube, the comments. Greg is saying that he's preemptively sorry they don't have as cool of a backdrop as Ian. Um, Greg is going to come on because he wants to talk about the Florida Panthers next week. Um, <laughs> oh, cool because that is a team that he apparently watches a lot of. And I'm really interested just to just know why anybody turns on the Florida Panthers. So he's <laughs> he's not going to have a car hood behind him. And uh, yeah, just Justin agrees with with us that they looked uh, good in the first. And then Sebastian here with an important comment. <laughs> that <laughs> won't help the Gretzky record chase. Man, I want to know, like, I don't, I don't care what lead we're protecting. Anytime the other team pulls the goalie, I want I Ovi on the ice. I don't care if we lose the point. <laughs> like, so I guess that means I care more about the goals record than this no. another Stanley Cup. Where Where are you at in that? If no, you no, had no, to no. Pick?
1: no. On this, on this, on this. So Ovi. Always wants to score, and so he will become an elite defenseman to score. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I think I think he's actually probably the best defender when he's shooting at an empty net. So it actually is kind of dumb to not have him out there. I I, I would love to see backs Baxter, Ovi, Wilson, or um, I mean that's a good that's a good closing crew. You know I what s- I mean?
0: Just just put Ovechkin out there. Put four guys in the defensive zone. Put him at the red line. Yeah, <laughs> just throw the puck to him, and if it Touched costs you up. five points in the standings, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> I, I, um, like,
1: yeah, I know. And this season is getting depressing. By the way, in terms of, you know, last year I was like, I think he can catch Gretzky, and then now I'm like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> no he's. It's
0: the, I it's mean, a, he hasn't he he hasn't scored in a while. He he had a few chances in close tonight, which. Um, Sebastian commented, talking, wants to talk about the power play, which I yeah, think ties a into topic. Ovechkin's, uh, Ovechkin's goal scoring this season. How many goals does he even have now? I mean, wh- like... I think he has seven or eight. Seven or eight, I mean, okay. I, I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Yeah, I was going to say even lower than that, but hey, I'm glad you threw a, a number out instead of me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I
1: uh, Yeah, what do you think of the power play? Because I think they've been just... Unbelievably lucky. I mean, they have an incredible crew on that PP if you think about all the guys there. I mean, Chara a lot of times isn't on it, and I mean, yeah, he's got a hundred miles per hour clapper in the back there. Um, I, I think, I think Ovi is, I think part of the reason why the power play feels weird is because it goes through Ovi, and most teams are just breaking off and doing man on man with Ovi this year, mm-hmm. and so it, so they're trying to set up that shot for Ovi and it's awkward. So they've, they have been scoring, but they're more like broken plays and things like that. So I think that's why people might be a little underwhelmed by it. Right. Um, so, and, and I also think that, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on this. Uh, would you still call it a, basically a one, three, one? Like how would yeah, you, I mean, it? yeah,
0: I mean, that's, yeah. When they, Essentially, that's, that's what, it what it they is. want to go to. They don't always, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, think we've just seen it so much, and it's not humming through Ovechkin that all of us find it a little awkward. That would be the way that I would describe it.
0: Yeah, I was, and and this was just an idea I had as I was watching the game tonight. Maybe it's a terrible idea. Is it the? I'm trying to think if the handedness is right. I think, um, but because yeah, teams are just basically playing one on one on Ovechkin out there on Ovechkin Island. And he mm-hmm. eventually ends up down near he, – he just at that point like goes down near the goal mouth. <laughs> yeah, And then it's Carlson and Backstrom or Carlson and Verona kind of playing catch up top. I feel like the guy in Backstrom's position needs to come in further. But what about, what about putting Ovechkin in the, in the Oshie spot for a little bit? Are they both – they're the same handedness, right? Yeah. Yeah, both, they are. They are. They're yeah. both righties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both righties. Wait, would that be stupid to try for a couple games? Dude, could you imagine him getting passes in that spot and unleashing a shot? <laughs> no. He would probably kill somebody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of things they can do different. One of the things that I really loved, I think it was from last uh, – from the – whenever the last game was, uh, Wednesday. Uh, I think they sent – I think Carlson sent a pass to Ovechkin for a one-timer. And instead of shooting, Ovi did a uh, one-time pass to Tom Wilson in front of the net, and Tom's yeah, just true. had the curve of his blade just like a little crooked. But if he had, it, if he would have had it flat, it would have been a tap in. I, th- I think there's a lot of offense that they can create because of this. But I'm like sending Ovi to the net. I'm not sure. It just kind of, cl- you know, it kind of claust—it makes it claustrophobic in front of the net. And there's a lot yeah. of traffic. But I'm not yeah. sure if that's the right thing to do. Sometimes they do that overlap with Carlson at the top too, and he never scores from the point for whatever reason. So I'm not sure if that's a good rotation either. It's it, like there's just I feel like there's tweaks that they can make that they don't make. Uh, but I shouldn't be complaining because they're at like over 25%. So
0: well, you heard it here first. I want to see just for a game, OV in the Oshi spot. <laughs> and then Maybe. I don't know, put put Oshi out in the OV spot. Put, well, you, know. you
1: could you could put Verona in Ovi's spot because that's what he did in Hershey. And he was incredible there when he was in Hershey. Is he He's a and, lefty,
0: though, isn't he? Isn't he a lefty? Uh, I, yes, I think so. Yeah, so it'd be kind or of… But maybe that wouldn't work. But on the other side… I circle, mean, they've done it before. with Like, they put Orwolf in that spot on the second unit. It just… They could do it. I just think, yeah. But… No, I mean, yeah, I like the I like the unit that they have. I actually like it a lot with Verana out there. I mean, I know Kuzi is kind of uh, a wizard with the puck a bit, but I, I like that they've stuck with Verana because uh, I don't know. I, I like the dynamic he brings to the because I think he's a very skilled player like Kuznetsov, but he'll also like pull the trigger sometimes when he yeah, needs to. Exactly. Um, so I, I, I like think- him better out there. What do you? Think-
1: I also think that having Vrana on the first power play unit gets him more involved. And right. I think when he's getting more touches and getting more playing time, he's even better, um, which is confusing considering what? He's like one of the leading scorers in the league per minute Yeah, because he's only getting like 12 minutes a night. So
0: Right. Yeah. I am, I am always pro more Vrana ice time, so... I'll take him on the first unit, the second unit and the fifth and the 10th unit too, you know,
1: you know, since since you're a guy that's played uh, way more hockey than I have and actually you've done system stuff. Can you explain to me what Verona does that irritates literally every coach
0: that he plays for? Because I don't see it. (laughs) Uh, I don't, you know, without, you know, I don't know. A lot of times those are like little things you might not notice unless you're like, you are the coach looking for it or, You are like looking at tape, you know, I can't think of like a specific play this season, but yeah, it's a pattern. I think it's more like an NHL coaches thing with young skilled players. Right. I think, I, I think if you look back, even when like, uh, like, I mean, look at Burakovsky, look at Kuznetsov when he first came into the league. And if you look around the league there, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Greg Young could give us some players on the Panthers. who this happened to (laughs) when they came into the league, um, I, I think it's more just p- coaches don't trust young skilled players, and when they inevitably make mistakes that they're gonna make, uh, it, it it gets them benched, right? Because because they they're skilled players, they make high risk moves with the puck sometimes, and that's not, that it's very noticeable when guys like that make mistakes. So I think it's that kind of thing, and and I think it's just kind of like a some sort of bias that like is ingrained in the good old boys coaching system of like young skilled players need to earn their keep and you gotta, you know, you gotta back check and blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. I think, I think Chris Cirillo has some opinions. He doesn't hit people. And he says, you gotta lay lay the body. <laughs> gotta lay okay, the lumber. so Yeah. Sebastian says the same thing with William, William Nylander. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's more like a, a hockey NHL thing with just young skilled players and um I'm I'm sure there's a kernel of truth in the reason why it happens but I think a lot of it is just like some uh, some bias of that you know of like yeah. the right way etc like from
1: from my um history with covering the team um, he's been benched in Hershey he's been benched by uh, Barry Trotz he's been benched by Laviolette I'm not sure if he's been benched I don't think he was benched by Bergeron um but he was benched by the czech national team i mean that's four kind of hope high profile benchings right i, I just don't know what it is i it, like i almost think that he gets nervous um or maybe he kind of just in his own world and and doesn't you know play the system through like chris said lay the body or do certain things that really doesn't really impact the game but a coach doesn't like it um right but, yeah, his his treatment over the years has been really bizarre to me. And usually, like, when I see things or hear about it, I can patch it together and be like, oh, that's why. I, I cannot with Verana. I, I just – I've never understood it. He's a good kid too. Yeah. He's yeah. not like and an unlikable guy.
0: Yeah, and I think – you know, I'm sure – you know, he's kind of like a smaller skilled player. So I'm sure that there's things he does in terms of, like, not getting his nose dirty or something that can drive yeah. coaches. Drive coach is crazy, but like you know, at the end of the day, like if you look at everything, like if you look at shots, if you look at shot attempts, if you look at goals, if you you know whatever metric you look at, the team does better with him on the ice than like off the ice, right? So like, absolutely. I, I, I wish we could get over whatever it is that causes these players to not get like the 18 minutes a night they deserve, and just let them let them go out there and accept they're going to do some things that you don't like, but in the end, your team's better off with them on the ice. Yeah, totally. Chris Chris would like a, a list. Chris, from the comments, has requested that Ian give us a list of your unlikable guys. Do you know what he's talking about?
1: No, but, <laughs> but I th- what? Chris, are you talking about guys that are on the capitals that we perceive are hated or just people that me or Pat hate? This is important. This is an important yeah, detail.
0: I, while we're waiting on his response, I did have one... Um, a fan, a fan, texted me a question. Oh, his okay. name, his name is Pete, Peter Hayes, Hayeset. Peter uh, Hayset, Never heard of that guy. Thing. Never heard of him. He he said something about planning a party in disco. Ask Ian about it on the live stream. Uh, <laughs> some of the things Peter said. <laughs> do you know what? He, do you know what he's referring to?
1: I, I don't. Okay, so like I'm not completely sure because. Uh,
0: I mean, he did make a joke about having a makeout party after uh, COVID was over. He did. He did say. He did say planning RMNB makeout party in disco. <laughs> Asked him about it. That's what he said. So is that is that the the first like you know once once we've got herd immunity or you know vaccinations and everything is, is sounds like everybody's gonna, gonna have
1: herd party? immunity after our party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go uh no i i i do
1: think that um uh, we don't have anything planned but uh i do know that like as soon as we can do a party we want to do a party and uh it's gonna be fun i think peter might become the huggy guy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and i might be the unhuggy guy (laughs) i think we've both been changed in that way uh but uh but yeah it's uh it's nice you know like i said is that uh, all four of the grandparents in my family got uh yeah. vaccinated this week so as the real progress is being made um and so that that makes me really happy and uh yeah I, yeah we're definitely gonna have a party at some point i'm also i'm also definitely going to the first uh capitals game that they have all fans
0: like i'm gonna miss oh. i'm not gonna cover it i'm just gonna go to that game okay. so first uh, first one that's full attendance like no yeah, restrictions uh-huh. Okay. No BS. Yeah, I think no that'll BS. be next next season. I would I would think. Hopefully, hopefully the beginning of next season. Yeah, um, I think that that seems plausible at this point. Two plausible. months ago, I would I would have said no way, but now it seems like it's at least within the realm of possibilities.
1: Yeah, DC is really stringent, which is good. Yeah, it's really good. It's we're not Texas. But, uh, (laughs) but, but yeah, so yeah, no, we, he was talking about that today and uh, whenever Peter has a lot of, uh, when he has optimism about those things, uh, like he loves parties, he gets a lot of energy from them. And I know how much he loves, uh, you know, all the people that, that read us and, and, and share their passion with us on the site. Uh, you know, it won't actually be a makeout party, but we, we can't wait to see you guys and maybe have a drink. So he's,
0: he will probably call it that though. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make it but, awkward but, for me. The, the, the title. <laughs> it's too bad. He couldn't join us to tell us about what, what he had in mind for the makeout party, but, <laughs> um, so do you guys have anything else, anything else planned other than there will be a party once there can be a party, anything else?
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, you know what? No, I think we're kind of just getting by here. Um, uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, just speaking for the site, uh, it's been really cool to to get going again during the season. It's been, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to cover hockey right now and be fun during a pandemic, uh, and <laughs> so uh, it's it's the last year has been really interesting. Um, I, I think the coolest thing, and this is a great example of it, and why I wanted to support you, is other than the fact that I love you, Pat, and I said before, is that I love how you need to have your voice out there for baseball and hockey, like Thank all you. the time, because I love listening to you and uh, and good. hearing your 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 takes, because your takes aren't stupid; they're very good. And I learned a lot from you, but, um, but like, yeah, as uh, technology over the last year has changed, like in 10 years, like, like how it would normally take in 10 years where, yeah. you know, people were kind of doing streaming before now it's like something you gotta do. And it's something that I've been working on. We, we uh, just kind of got onto Twitch uh, a week ago and we're starting to build up to do a couple shows and things like that every now and then. Um, but yeah, the, the technology and everything over the last year and how people consume sports has Mm -hmm. changed so much. Um, you know, it's just like how you reach people is a lot different now. And, um, I think, I think that's one of the best parts about doing this. Uh, and I know, I think, I know Peter would definitely agree is that like, if you don't change, if you don't adapt, if you don't try new things, you don't figure it out, you get left behind and you deserve to be left behind. And, uh, and that's been kind of the, the the most interesting part of this. And I really like streaming and, and like even doing this. I think it's really, really honest, uh, interesting uh, conversation that we're hardcore followers, hardcore fans can really get maybe a little bit more information or really get a little bit more inside our brains uh, and, and really be a part of the conversation. And so that, it's it's really cool. Sorry to get all nerdy on you.
0: But no, no. I yeah. And I think one one thing that's been cool is like I think with the bubble, like I was texting earlier, I had trouble getting into it all. Like I hardly like I don't, like I hardly I, I wouldn't say hardly watch. I just didn't feel like I was watching real hockey. It just felt like yeah. I I had no connection to it. Like if I missed games, I didn't really care. Like now it's nice to see and like you know, it's nice to like be on Twitter and like an RMNB like pregame pops up. I'm like, Oh yeah. The caps put it like, it feels like at least normal. There was one time, I think it was this season and not the bubble where like, I, yeah. I don't really, I don't really use Facebook anymore. Um, I, but my, my wife said something to me about the caps and she's not a caps fan. Really at all. Like I mean, she's, you know, she Same here. just, like, just, Same just here. not her thing. And she said something to me. About it, I don't know. like, where did you hear that? She's like oh, a Russian machine on Facebook. It's like, oh, OK, I was like, I was like, cool. So things are a little normal, at least like hockey news is getting to people through Russian machine on Facebook. So,
1: yeah, um, I told you this earlier today, too, is that just like hockey isn't important at all. Like I like I knew it was frivolous before, but like there, it's a new level of frivolous. Like I think I think for some people there is this great normalization of before where you can go back to your routine. You can support the team that you love. You can get lost in that, have fun, right. feel strongly about that certain play or that certain decision. And it gives you this outlet, but like there is just this level of don't give a fuck at all. That, <laughs> that, that just permeates through everything now. Um, and I understand, you know, I, I remember like, I, I am, Honestly, just like as a creator, I can't believe I made it through the year without needing like multiple week breaks, like mental breaks, because it, you know it's just it's also hard. It was hard to write uh, at times, like maybe during the summer or off season, whatever right. the off season was, where there's just nothing. Like I remember, I remember I was working with uh, Miranda. She was helping us with Instagram for a while, and she had a friend that was Russian, and Ilya Samsonov did like a two hour. Instagram live, and for like four <laughs> hours, we were talking back and forth, trying to get certain parts translated to do a post. And it was just, it was just not interesting at all. And I was yeah. just so passionate about it. And I just was looking at it now, I'm like, oh, thank God I had that drive. Because, <laughs> you
0: know, so and the, I think the one big news item that maybe we didn't talk about from this, week, yeah, I don't, I don't want to miss it is, uh, Peter's new album came out. Did you Did you listen yeah. to it yet?
1: Did you listen I did. to it? Peter I Hassett's did, no. new
0: album, Late Night yeah. Delivery.
1: Yes. So Peter. Um, so one of the things with me and Peter is that um, one of one of the reasons how I got kind of back in touch with him and 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 I think we ended up starting the site was that um, I was friends with with two of his kind of like best friends, Colin Holder and and Steve Kern, and uh, Colin was in his was in his band back in the day called verbatim. Okay. Uh, and I used to go to his shows. I would, I would, I would take dates to his, his shows back when I was like, I don't know, like 2021. 20, and like, I, I always was like, wow, this guy is literally the coolest person I've ever met in my life. You know, lead singer, great musician. Let's, let's not get carried this, away. Has this incredible blog. What was it on live journal? Uh, but, but like, but like I, I would always read them and, uh, it was just amazing how he could talk about anything and it would be, it would just open your mind. You know, I, I've used this example to you in the past. It's like a good law and order SVU episode where you're not sure what to think at the end, but your your mind kind of changes after you read what he wrote. And uh, the, the whole point is that, is that Peter is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. And uh, his new album is really good and it's a great listen and everybody should listen to it if they can. But another interesting thing is that in his final track, he has uh, Sedata. uh, I hope I said it right. uh, uh, Who is a rapper? His real name is Brent Aaron's, and he used to ride the bus with me. But this guy is one of the best rappers I think in the world right now. And so uh, the last song has that rapping, and then Peter closes it. And so Peter, not not a rapper. And and he just comes in at the end and it's just fire. It's so good. I, I think it, it kind of encapsulated everything that I think about Peter. Is that whenever he does anything, it's it's like a nine out of ten. It's always an A. Uh, he's just got so much talent in his body. I, I almost hate him for it because uh, everything I have to do, I have to work very very hard for it, to be like D minus. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, I won't say it too oddly because I think he's probably listening. But I agree with most of what you're saying. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, late, the late, new late night delivery album is, is, is great. I, I listened to it on a couple of my lunchtime walks this week wow. and it was good. I, I've given it two listens, but, um, before, before we go, are there any, any final caps topics we haven't, uh, touched on anything we haven't talked about that, that you wanted to get to on the team or anything about the blog? I think really you should just roast me for anything I've done in the past. <laughs> No, there's only, there's only one Russian machine person that I roast and he's not here tonight. So. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, uh, I think, uh, blog wise, uh, like I said,
1: it's been, it's been really fun to get back to normal and, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. It's just it, like, even doing this has been very fun. Um, and the season has been going decently well, um. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I have much to add. I, I'm just looking forward to the season keeping going, and, and maybe there's some more interesting storylines that
0: come through. Um, and hopefully but, yeah. next time, it, it, maybe we can do this again, and they'll have played like a game that's actually worth talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, that too. That would be that cool. Too. Yeah, 3-2 game. A 3-2 game where something interesting happened that Lavi did that made them win or
0: something. And, and one of my favorite parts of tonight is that Chris Cerullo is Chris from the comments again. He's, he's back in the comments. Um, so all right man well thanks for doing this this was fun um Absolutely. we'll uh we'll hop off here you all of you know where to find ian at russian machine never breaks and on twitter because you all you all know but uh you know more hockey content will be coming on this channel so subscribe if you want um and hopefully next time the caps will give us a better game to talk about but uh all right this is when we say goodbye bye ian Bye.